Praise the Lord. Let's hear for the kids' choir this morning. Praise God. Praise God. So excited for the word today. I want us to go ahead, if you would, and join me uh, as I talk to you. uh, And we just become spiritually close uh, this morning. Uh, If you have your Bibles, uh, I'll be at different scriptures, but Romans chapter 8, I'll also be in uh, John chapter 20. I want to talk to you today from the thought of bringing the resurrection home, bringing the resurrection home. And as I as I share this uh, today, uh, I'd like for you to just uh, join with me. And, and, and I know it's Easter and some of you are struggling. Some of you are uh, in difficulty this morning as you are considering all of the crisis that is going on in the world. But, you know, I absolutely love Easter. And, you know, the scripture talks about all things working together for them who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. And so even though we're separated and it seems so awkward, I guess, for some, at the same time, I'm so grateful that the Lord has pulled us all together. I love Easter Sunday. I love telling the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But today... Literally what I want to do is bring the message home. I want you to receive the message, the full message. I want it to come home. I want it to impact your heart. It's the Jesus story. Have you ever had a story that you just couldn't tell enough? I mean, if you know certain people, you know the stories. If you sit around with them, you know their favorite story. You know what they're going to tell. How many of you know me? You've been in church with me before and you know The stories that I tell, you know, my testimony of how I was saved when I was a boy, how I accepted the Lord Jesus. Anybody remember that story? I would sit down. Yeah, you know the story, right? And then I also love to tell the story of the healing that I had from the Lord Jesus when I was just a a little boy and I was burned so severely on my face. You know that story. There he goes again. He's telling that story. But it's such a powerful story. My my mama used to tell that story all the time. My dad, they just love telling my brothers. You know, they've always told that story. But if you're hearing it for the first time, I was burned very severely. And on the right side of my face, I had third degree burns. And they were expecting to graft skin. But after praying for five days, the burn just fell off of my face in the bed. Uh, and, and mom loves, she used to love to tell that story. If she was still alive, she'd be, she'd be jumping up and, and uh, rubbing her pretty little boy's face and that sort of thing because mama loved me so much. But, but it's those stories that we love to tell. Maybe you have those stories. Maybe it, it, it was a story of your life. Maybe it was a, a, you know, a baseball game where you, know, you got that last hit. Or, or maybe it was uh, you know, something that happened in your home or the miracle of childbirth in your family. But, but you know, God does good things, and we love these wonderful stories. The resurrection story is a powerful, powerful story. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't just rise from the dead in a sin, but he kept showing up at people's houses, showing up in their lives right after Jesus rose from the dead. You remember in in the Gospel of John chapter 20, how he appeared to Mary. Mary is outside the tomb. She doesn't know where Jesus is. She thinks uh, that uh, his body has been stolen and she's looking at people and saying, where have you put him? But, but, but then Jesus appears to Mary personally. And he said in verse 10, as she's standing there, woman, why are you crying? And she said, they've taken away my Lord and I don't know where they put him. And then in verse 14, 
she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. She just didn't realize it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned toward him and she cried out, Rabboni, or teacher. And Jesus said, don't hold on to me. You could see Mary just falling at his feet and grabbing his feet. And he said, don't hold on to me, for I've not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. So if you keep following that scripture in John 20 and you get to verse 19, the Bible says that the disciples went to their house. And on the evening of that first day of the week, in verse 19, when the disciples were uh, together, the doors were locked. They were afraid of what might happen to them. They had quarantined themselves. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after this, he, said, he showed them his hands where, he had, uh, where the nails had been. He showed them his feet. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord in verse 21. And Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Well, that's, that's pretty impressive that the Lord Jesus not only showed up behind closed doors, but then he breathed on them and he, uh, he, he uh, allowed the Holy Spirit to flow upon them and he commissioned them. And then in Luke chapter 24, Jesus appears later again. Two disciples are walking on the road to Emmaus. And as they were talking with each other, again, Jesus just shows up right there in their space. And he begins to talk with them. And eventually he shares with them all of these stories about uh, how he was going to die and how that he would uh, be raised from the dead. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry to uh, interrupt. Uh, hey, Executive Protection. How you doing, man? Um, well, I'm glad you showed up. I'm here with who? Okay, who? who? Yes. Oh, who? Yes. You're uh, who? Yes, who? Uh, like World like, Health Organization. Who I, are you? Hey, who's here? Who's here? Who are you? Who, who, who are you? Yeah. I love that song. Well, anyway, welcome. I'm here just welcome. counting numbers, um, but I was... Well, you'll notice that we are right on that number, so... Okay, we're good. you're good here, however. Yeah. I'm looking for a suspect. Okay. Well, you His know, name is Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's not... Jesus. He's not... Jesus, Jesus. He's not staying at Spanish, home. Spanish, yeah, Jesus. He's not, right, he's we not got Jesus. So we also call him Jesus. Jesus Christo, Jesus. Okay, you said. Yes, he came to the right place to find okay. Jesus. Listen, you're really excited. Thank God, I am. It's um, Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. You say tomato, I say potato. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. Potato, okay, listen. Potato. He's not socially distant. I, I'm hearing he's traveling around and like seeing yeah. a lot of people. Yes, he went and saw Mary, and then he appeared. I was just telling everybody. I, and then he appeared behind closed doors with his disciples. Yeah, we his need to get the doors the open. They ought to, if they're going to be meeting, they need to be maybe outside, okay. uh, six feet away. You're actually a little. Well, he actually right breathed now. on them. 
Without a mask. That, okay, yeah. I'm going to have to mark that down. Yeah, he breathes um, on them. I love Jesus. We need to get... I mean, I love that he breathes on us. So breathe on me. Large groups. Breathe on me. I'm sorry. Okay. Large groups. Larger gr no large groups. No social... I'm going to need to find him and find so, him as soon as that I That just can. so moves my heart. Finally, the World Health Organization wants to find Jesus. Somebody praise God. Yes. Praise God. Yeah, That's exciting, man. Find. So, do you have any? You're really excited about this. Jesus, Jesus, he's right here with us by his spirit. You know, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is right with us. So, Jesus, he will never leave us. I'm so glad to get to tell you this. Maybe you would like to give your life to Jesus as well because he's here and he's in our homes right where we are. Okay. Yeah. Praise God. So, All right. you're saying. Um, yeah. He's here. You keep telling me that there are hundreds of people, but they count like eight. Okay. So I don't know. I've got other churches. I'm going to go see if Jesus happens okay, to be Okay, so you're else. like... Uh, I've got other places to people. go, other people to see, and I really need to hunt this Jesus. Okay, go find Jesus. All right. Okay, um, he's looking for you. Yes. Can you see? That's, isn't that great? Let's hear it for WHO. Let's hear it for Ho. Yeah. Praise God. I, I, you know, I'm thinking, though, really, I don't think the guy's really getting it, but we get it, right? That Jesus actually wants to come into our lives, that he wants to be with us, that he wants to come into our home. No matter what, Jesus can show up into our houses right where we are, behind closed doors because of his death and resurrection by the Holy Spirit. He actually wants to come into our lives. That's that scripture in Romans 8 and 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I really want to bring this home for you today. I, I, a lot of people don't understand his teaching. I, I believe that you probably understand his teaching. There are two great events that are important for us to embrace. Uh, one is the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. Uh, so let's just let's focus for a moment on his crucifixion in Luke chapter nine. The Bible says the son of man must suffer many things. He must be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and teachers of the law, and he must be killed. And on the third day be raised to life. And he went on to say in uh, the scripture goes on to say in Luke chapter 23, that when they came to Golgotha, the place called the skull, they crucified Jesus. Now, I want you to understand that it was much, much more than just a crucifixion. Uh, if you look in John's gospel, chapter 1, verse 29, when John the Baptist first saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he's pointing to uh, the Passover. So while we are celebrating the resurrection, the crucifixion and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, uh, uh, there are others who are celebrating the Passover, which we celebrate as well. But if you know the story of the Passover of the Lord Jesus, uh, the Passover, uh, the original Passover, the first Passover in Exodus chapter 12, it speaks of that story. So in the first Passover, uh, we have a million uh, Jews that are enslaved by an evil Pharaoh. And that Pharaoh has uh, declared that they will not be able to leave, that they are his slaves. 
But in Exodus chapter 12, the direction was given to the Israelites that they were to go and select uh, animals, a lamb for their family, and they were to slaughter the Passover lamb. It was to be a lamb without blemish, and they were to take hyssop and dip it into the blood of that lamb, and they were to put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the doorframe of their home. And then that night, death passed over the city. And only those who had blood over their door and on the sides of their door, uh, only those who, who, were, who had the blood over their house, the de death would pass over them. But then at the same time, those who did not have the blood, death would come into their house. Now, uh, it, the, the, the story goes on that on that particular day, that evening, that death passed over because of the blood of the lamb. But Pharaoh, that, that, that evil king, Pharaoh, who held them in hostage that night, he went from being all powerful to a bereaved father. And he gets up that next, that morning and he, and he releases all of the nation, all of the Jewish people, and they cross the Red Sea and they walk away from bondage into uh, victory. Now, that took place uh, so many thousands of years ago, but then 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the only begotten Son of the Father, came to this earth and John the Baptist saw him and said, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And the world was enslaved, not by Pharaoh, but by the, the, the one who enslaved them, Satan himself, who enslaved God's people. And on that night, the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus, spilled His blood for us. And everyone who puts their faith in Jesus now are victorious and they will no longer be in bondage to sin. And the prince of darkness himself, Satan, lost his stronghold of, of sin over our life. And on this night, on that night when Jesus marched up the hill to, to Golgotha and hung between heaven and earth, they placed nails in his hands and, and in his feet, and he cried out, it is finished. And they lowered his dead body from the cross and placed it in the tomb. You know, you could see the signs remaining on that cross at the head and at the foot, just like on that first Passover and I saw this particular cross here today that we had out in the parking lot during our communion this past Friday and you could almost see if you looked at that cross that day the blood of the Lord Jesus that was still on the cross you could see it because on from where his hands had been and where his feet had and where his head had been uh, uh, had been bleeding from the crown of thorns, you could tell that the blood was there. And because of the blood of the Lord Jesus today, you can be set free. So the cross is not just a cross to us, 
The cross becomes a door. The cross becomes a gate. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But there's more to the story than just the cross. Jesus died on the cross, but in order to triumph over sin, he not only needed to die to take away the sins upon himself, he also had to rise from the dead that sin would finally be dealt with through his resurrection. The punishment for our sins literally ends. I love the resurrection for so many reasons, but can I bring it home for you right now? The resurrection shows us uh, several things. In fact, let me just point to four things that it points to. One, it proves his victory over sin and death. Secondly, it shows his great love for us. Thirdly, it confirms our resurrection. And fourthly, it proves that Jesus of Nazareth is alive right now. It proves his victory over sin. Sin could not hold him in the grave. It also shows his great love for us. Jesus made a tremendously bold comment in John chapter 10. He said, I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, but I also have authority to take it again. This charge I have received from my father. He loved us so much that he gave his life and then he stood back up and walked out of the tomb. But it also confirms our resurrection. Yes, I'm saved from sin, but I also live eternally. You know, I've walked into a number of homes in my life and I've closed the eyes of those who had passed away as I would come to those moments and I have seen death as it has struck individuals that I love dearly. But can I tell you that also those who I've seen, I also know that they rise again because Jesus lives. We also live. But it also proves that Jesus is alive today. The, you know, maybe the simplest and yet most, most profound of all of the reasons that I celebrate the resurrection is that Jesus not only died, but he is also alive. Somebody praise God. Praise the Lord. Because of this, he is Lord over all. Because of this, when I believe in Jesus, when I trust in Jesus, I'm praying to Jesus. I'm also banking my eternity on the Lord Jesus. You know, this is not just religious sentiment. The world may want to convince you that trusting in Jesus is just hogwash, but it isn't. Being a genuine Christian is knowing that God is real. He is the Lord. He came and died for your sins, and now he exists. Jesus is alive. It's, he is a good and a loving Lord, and he is coming to make everything right again. Praise the Lord. I know I've met so many people and talked to you, and some of you are struggling. Some of you are isolated, and you're alone. I, I love the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection for another reason, and that is that Jesus went into the tomb, and 
Talk about isolation. Some of you may feel as if you're isolated right now, but can I tell you that, that you might feel isolated, but Jesus is raising you up. You might feel locked away. Death doesn't win. I want to say this as well. This is such a unique time. COVID does not win. Somebody praise God. This virus does not win. I was reading in the word of God in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 16 that Jesus, who is the faithful and true, he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now you've read that before, but I also want to tell you something else, that every knee has to bow. Every tongue confesses that Jesus is the Lord. And across the world today, there are people today that are declaring the lordship, the kingship of Jesus in the midst of this battle. It's interesting also to take note of this. You know, Corona means crown. That's right. Have you seen it on the, on the beer bottle? There's a crown right in the middle of it. And that's because the word Corona means crown and the suggestion is that it has powerful that it is king but would you agree with me today would you embrace this with me that when Jesus arose from the tomb that he is still the king of kings and the lord of lords there is nothing that has authority can I say this with you that every sickness every disease Every power must bow to the Lord Jesus because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It seems like our world right now is just overwhelmed with fear in this pandemic. And I know that we're looking for it to be over. And I'm believing with you right now, not a pandemic of sickness or this virus, but I'm declaring a pandemic of hope that it would sweep into your home right now. That though you have heard bad news, I'm telling you there is hope because Jesus is alive. There is hope because he has all power. Hope that makes us no longer afraid. Hope that gets us through this season. Hope that the church will stand. Hope in the Lord Jesus because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. Listen to me. I'm calling you to hope this morning. I'm calling you to faith on this resurrection day. And I am believing that you can have resurrection literally come right into your house. Would you just open up your hands and just say this with me? I receive it. I receive hope. I receive the hope of the Lord Jesus. Come be with us. Some of you may need to give your life to Jesus as Lauren and Felicia sing for us this morning. They've, they have connected with us online. Would you just receive this powerful message of the hope of the Lord Jesus? Great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night 
responses I'm seeing here. We declare victory in the name of Jesus. Angela, Leilani, know what you and Josh have been going with. Our prayers are with you guys, uh, with your family, with uh, your aunt that recently passed and others. And Jesus is our living hope, sis. My brother, God is always faithful. Somebody shout, he's always faithful. Shamila, because he lives, I can face tomorrow and my fear is gone. I love that song. 
just celebrate how beautiful, how powerful. And Diana Stone, our only hope, I receive my hope. And I kept seeing people respond this morning over and over. I hear you saying it. I, you know, my hope is in Jesus. I, I have my hope. I receive my hope. I celebrate with you. But, you know, there may be some of you that just need to surrender yourself to the Lord Jesus this morning. And you need to do that. You need to confess the Lord. There's no Sunday like today to surrender yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you right now just to go ahead and receive uh, the Lord Jesus. Would you do that? Just confess him as your Lord and as your Savior. Somebody bring me communion. I'd like to have some communion up here. I want to share communion with you as we complete the service today. But would you just would you just open up your heart right now and tell the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I surrender my hope my, myself to you. I surrender my heart to you. I believe in you, Lord. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. I celebrate, Lord, that you are the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. You have given your life up for me. And also, you have raised from the dead for me. I'm so grateful, Lord Jesus, for your perfect sacrifice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Would you like to receive communion with me today? If you have the cup and the bread there, go ahead and receive it. If not, just grab something nearby. Grab some bread or something to drink. We sanctify these elements and we declare that we receive them as the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus. Because on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and when he broke it, he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and receive it in remembrance of me. And he said in this is the blood, my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you. Your sins would be washed away. Praise you, Lord Jesus. He said, take it and receive it in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your perfect sacrifice. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We receive hope. Is anyone praying with me? Thank you, Lord Jesus. How we love you. How we love you. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give him praise. Everybody, give him praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe that the resurrection has come to your house. I believe he has come home. And I celebrate with you. Praise God. He's alive. Shout it again. He's alive. Everybody shout it. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you that you're right here with us. Lord, I bless my family on this Resurrection Sunday. Lord, bless them. Let your spirit rest in their homes. Let them experience greater hope than they've ever had before. In the name of Jesus, we declare victory that you are the king over all that's going on in this world. We pray healing, health, and protection, and peace. As you, the resurrected king, are resurrecting us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
praise you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How we love you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. The resurrected King. Praise you, Lord. They continue to sing. I want to thank you so much for joining us on Resurrection Sunday. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. I love you so much. God bless you. Continue to celebrate Resurrection. Sing. Sing.